spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. Welcome in to DC On Screen, episode 328. This is our weekly film and DCEU news episode. I'm David C. Robertson, and I'm in a musical slump. This hmm. is my co-host, Jason Goss. I'm sorry, did you run out of new music? I did. What are you listening to these days? Oh, books and stand-up comedy. I kind of haven't listened to a lot of music either. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, yeah. and uh, um, I don't know, I'm just, uh, I've been kind of jonesing for something musical but I'm, I'm tired of all my musical haunts man from petty to postal service yeah dylan to death cab we all get to fiona apple <laughs> i mean i've thrown understand. in i've thrown in here and there with uh fun and uh, a little macklemore some cage the elephant maybe uh, um i was on a 21 pilots kick for a bit yeah they just, were they they made me happy for a while there um yeah. i ran into some uh some alt, alt j made me happy for a little while there Okay. Um, who else did I get? Um, oh, I, every, every now and then it's worth going back to Tame Impala. That's some solid stuff. Hmm. Um, who's that other band of fault? Uh, I would say, uh, I want to say Beetlejuice? No, not Beetlejuice. Uh, oh, Kurt Vile. Ran into him recently. Should have known about him earlier. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. I, don't, I don't know Blue any juice. of these people. Blue Juice. That's <laughs> the people. <laughs> so I need something fresh. Someone yeah. ride in. Yeah, go check out uh, Vitriol by Blue Juice. <laughs> that one's uh, it's a pick-me-up song right there. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, that sounds sarcastic. No, <laughs> no, it's it's literally like oh, a... okay, good. Like tapping your thigh kind of song. Um, right. Also, Arctic Monkeys, if you've never run across them. Just, just oh, no, I mean, I remember, I remember you listening to them, and I remember liking them. Incessantly, yeah, for a while there. Uh, yeah, I remember liking them, like, in passing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I'll take some of those into account, and uh, you know, if anyone out there wants to write in, write in, tell me something to listen to. I like a lot of different types of things. DC on screen at gmail dot com or Twitter or Facebook at DC on screen. Uh, though a coworker introduced me to a thing I hate: Chinese jazz. Oh God, that sounds that sounds bad. It's it's like being stuck in an elevator with someone playing Halusi over the Muzak. It's awful. I I had a. Uh... I had a friend finally. I've never been able to put my finger on exactly why I don't like most jazz, and I don't. I say most. Like you go back to Miles Davis, kind of blue. I can run with you all day, mm-hmm. but <laughs> like the, some of the old guys, like Coltrane and stuff. Yeah, that was good. That was solid. It was heartfelt. Um, sure, there was enough heroin involved that apparently it was good. They, <laughs> some of the like new stuff though, <clears throat> I never have been able to get my hands behind, and especially like fusion, just couldn't touch it. And someone finally used a, a word that, that, that hit it perfectly. They said, I hate jazz, it's interminable. 
I was like, that's it. That's it. That's what I've been. That's the word I've been wanting to use this whole time. It's interminable. You're right. A lot of jazz I find makes me feel like I have uh, ants running around in my brain. It it can it can do that at times. I apologize on behalf of DC on screen for our ignorance and in the ways of jazz. Mm, I, I don't. It's it's a uh, it's a well well musicianed area. Lots of talented people doing it. Just you know, it's not sure. always going to touch. I'm sure the same people would say the same of, of blues. It's like interminable and sad, but I like mm-hmm. the blues. Yeah. I can listen to 12-bar <laughs> blues pretty happily as long as the right person's playing it. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> feel free to send me, uh, you know, any kind of suggestions you have. Yeah. What are you listening to out there, guys? So we have a really cool episode with some awesome news. Really just awesome news. Which is yeah. going to make up the cool episode, I think. But it was a it was a uh, good week, a strange good week. It was. Um, we also have an update on our graphic novel DVD and Blu-ray giveaway. To find out how to participate, make sure to listen to the end of the episode. But I'm going to jump right in with Lego Batman. Hit it. Because Lego Batman, at, as we record on Box Office Mojo, is at they're at 226 million worldwide. Now, right? Mm-hmm. It and I'm sure that number has. A little something to contribute to some other news we have. But Lego Batman has officially now been knocked out of number one. The number one spot domestically uh, by Get Out. Moving on to uh, the DCEU news. Um, there is a phenomenal interview with Grace Randolph on, on her YouTube channel. I'll post a link to it. Uh, she talks with the Justice League VFX supervisors. These are the guys that worked on BVS. Like... Uh, they're like the one guy was uh with Zack Snyder through pretty much everything, but yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. It's pretty interesting. We don't get like a whole lot of like news news, but like she asks a lot of things about like well, you know why the trailer's taking so long, and like they go by like step by step like all of the all of the <laughs> everything that has to go into a trailer before they actually get to go ahead and drop it. And, like, some of it is marketing, some of it is just, like, they're, like, taking dailies, they're, like, saying yes or no to trailers, it goes to the trailer house, they've got several different trailers that they're looking at, mm-hmm. you know, Zach's going over the trailers, saying yes to that, no to that, it's got to be approved, like, the footage, before it even gets to that point, has to be approved by Warner Brothers, it's pretty ridiculous. But they go into a lot of their VFX stuff, they talk about, um, pretty extensively about how, like, the game has changed since the late 90s. And uh, one guy even talks about how, like, he remembers in the late 90s when they got the first projector that could pause in a frame and how it had to dim the bulb so it wouldn't burn the film. Oh, and he was wow. like, ah, he was like, ah, crap. This is going to be in the, and <laughs> this is going to be in people's houses at some point soon. Because oh, wow. before they would just be like editing a trailer and be like, yeah, we can, we can fudge that frame. Like, no one's going to really care if the the video effects aren't perfect on that and now he's like yeah now we got to have everything perfect <laughs> so like now they even would before, rip us to pieces like even before the film is done a lot you know in pretty much every case especially when you're considering the justice league stuff now yeah like this last the trailer that we got last year they like fast tracked that footage through and said hey we need you to do this 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 make it quick do it quick and they just had they had to like hurry up and get it done. Um, but yeah, What's it's our like overriding a thing, minute... Jack White. <laughs> it is a thirty-five minute. Uh, this is about thirty-five minutes. Uh, 
35 minute interview and I, I think it's pretty phenomenal it's really interesting they talk about uh you know not being able to do all of aquaman's stuff underwater uh, there's too much it's too much time for reset even though it looks phenomenal and they're just gonna have to do it cgi they talk about uh, the cgi sequences in bvs definitely worth a watch like i said i'm gonna post a link to it um so onto the batman matt reeves is officially directing the batman ah just take the weight off guys there's a director <laughs> and and wb the press release says that he's gonna produce as well i don't know what that means in that context but all right. i don't either some people just have it in their writer that they have to be named a producer as well. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, let's hope it's not an Ed Norton situation, but yeah, that one's um, th- that one's the extreme. But, yes. um, uh, so, in the official statement, Matt Reeves said, "I have loved the Batman story since I was a child. He is such an iconic and compelling character, and one that resonates with me deeply. I am incredibly honored and excited to be working with Warner Brothers to bring an epic and emotional new take on the Cape Crusader to the big screen." Uh, Toby Emmerich. The president and chief content officer at Warner Brothers uh, said, We are thrilled to have Matt Reeves taking the helm of Batman, the crown jewel of our DC slate. Matt's deep roots in genre films and his... Yeah. Matt's deep roots in genre films and his evolution into an emotional world-building director uh, make him the perfect filmmaker to guide the Dark Knight through his next journey. Uh, Affleck on Thursday tweeted, welcome to the Batcave, Matt Reeves. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reeves responded, ha, thanks so much, man. So excited. And Affleck actually posted a picture. I had, I don't remember this picture. Maybe it was from BVS. I don't know. But it was like Batman standing in front of the Bat computer. I don't remember that exact shot, but if I missed it, sorry guys. <laughs> um, it's a cool shot. It's been a minute. Uh, sorry. Jeff John says, I echo that. So, um, cool news. I, I'm glad it's settled. I'm, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad it's settled for now. Yeah, like a lot of, um, uh, it seems like the last few weeks have been a lot of, <laughs> oh, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I remember the last two weeks as Affleck walked away, uh, I, I kind of said, like, this isn't necessarily bad. And then after Reeves seemed mm-hmm. to have walked away, I was like, oh, yeah, this is kind of getting bad. So I'm I'm honestly just glad to be out of that cycle, for now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we look at the Flash. You never know. Yeah. Now I mean, and there's a lot of hubbub over this next piece of news. They also announced that there's a Nightwing movie, a, Night, a Nightwing solo film in development, and that Chris McKay is attached. The Lego Batman director is attached to direct. Um, Chris McKay just a couple of weeks ago we reported that he said that he was working on something that he's going to pitch. Um, he seems like he's super excited about this. He was talking to a website, monkeysfightingrobots.com. Yeah, of course. Uh, there's not much I can talk about the movie. I don't even have a contract. Anything can happen. So we meant, he might not actually direct this thing. Yes, we don't know for sure. is not the same as Will. Right. Even if you do have a contract. Yeah. You know, uh, Seth Graham Smith, uh, Rick Famuyiwa. Those guys had contracts. Yeah. Those guys have gone. since departed the Flash. So anything can happen. He's not wrong. Um, but he did, McKay did say that um, he sees a lot of similarities between Bruce Wayne and Grayson. Um, sure. He says uh, there are people who live hand to mouth, and that's something that informs him and in his attitude talking about Nightwing and his family. Um, whereas Bruce always had, he was always rich. Yeah. So that's like a piece of the humanity that Dick keeps. 
even though they've had like such pick. terrible tragedy in their lives. Didn't feel like I've seen a lot of that, too. I, I, I'd like to explore that. You know, at, at some point, you just texted me, dude, Nightwing. What, what's going on? What's happening? <laughs> and, and you know, I finally got back in touch with me, and you're like, oh, dude, dude, Nightwing gets his own movie. Yeah. And then you kind of mentioned, like, and it might be Chris McKay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I, I was just so happy for you, man. I, I know how much you love Nightwing. I love Nightwing. Um, so, yeah, Chris McKay was on Shan Lion uh, on Batman. He says, uh, Dick's a fascinating guy to me because he had all the same things happen to him. He's not some of the, he's got some of the same negatives of negatives as Bruce Wayne. And then from a society standpoint, obviously he has adopted into, he was adopted into Bruce's life, but he didn't start that way. He's this guy who had all these negatives and then even more negatives. And yet he still remains. Those are things why, why I like Dick Grayson, why I like the idea of a Nightwing as a movie. I, I love Nightwing. I love his humor. I love, uh, you know, he is, he's a very grounded character, much more grounded than Bruce ever was. Not, uh, Dick can live a life and be Nightwing and, you know, uh, mentor the other Robins because he's been there. He's done that. I think yeah. he's a great gateway into seeing more Robins. Um, and I've seen if some I'm being perfectly... great scenes where he's like talking to Damien, um, actually in the oh, DC yeah. uh, universe animated stuff like Bad Blood and whatnot. It's pretty great scenes with those two. Oh yeah, I mean, and you know, he's there's great stuff with him and Jason, great stuff with him yeah. and Tim, him and Tim uh, especially are tight. Um, now, uh, if I'm being perfectly honest, though, I I see this as an easy out for Affleck. So I'm sure Ben Affleck. You know, I, th- I think he is planning on sticking around for a few movies, but when it comes down to it, when it's time for him to step away, I think they could very well, very conceivably, uh, and logically pass it on to the actor playing Nightwing, whoever that winds up being. Yeah. Zach Efron. Oh, God. Yeah, that's already been pitched. I mean, I can see it. But I, I, I do think Affleck wants to stick around. I think he enjoys playing the role. I think he even trusts that he did a good job with the role. But there's a, to me, there's a correlation between how much uh, just pure flack he's taking from the uh, the press about it. like how much they're annoying him. Uh, mm-hmm. it seems to be correlated with how much he wants to be associated with this gig anymore. <laughs> like, a little bit. They they seem to just be like hell hacking him out of the role. Maybe. I mean, you know, I, I it's Affleck, so I mean, hopefully he understands that you know he's going to get a lot of crap from the clickbait guys. Sure. I and and I I think that's. You know, something he's obviously familiar with. I mean, he, the, the Daredevil thing was um, like a turning point for him. Like he he took on this role, and you know, he said this in interviews. I'm not this isn't speculation. He took on Batman somewhat to redeem himself for Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also took on Daredevil because he went, man, screw it. They're not going to never going to make another Batman movie as long. You know, while I'm still age appropriate, <laughs> which is wonderfully ironic. But mm-hmm. the I. I I, it, like to some extent, I think if we just left him the hell alone, he would he would be okay and and be Maybe. as involved as he could be. But what he's done at least now is remove himself somewhat from the spotlight. He's not directing. Matt Reeves can fill and and screen for him a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think maybe or I hope um, that he's gotten it down to the point now where the the gig is you know doable. Mm-hmm. It's not just consuming his life anymore. Because I I just got that feeling watching him in a few interviews that it was just kind of taking over his life. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's something like that is wanting to do. Yeah. Now, uh, the Nightwing movie is reportedly being written by the accountant's Bill DeBook. 
Okay. So I mean, that that movie got crapped on by critics. So yeah, not the best news, I guess. Not sure where that's going. But I mean, it is. <laughs> it's it's like you said. It's, it's Nightwing. It has to be. Um, one of my favorite descriptions of him has been uh, from you know Barbara Gordon saying like he can be he can be the life of the party some days and he can be more brooding than Bruce other days. Like, mm-hmm. He can go completely across the spectrum, and I, I really would like that to I don't know get showcased. Yeah, of course I want to see all the Robins. I want to see everyone. Of course, I'd be okay with not having Stephanie Brown. I mean, I don't mind saying Stephanie Brown is like the spoiler, you know, but I don't feel like we have enough room in the. If we don't have time to get to Jimmy Olsen, I don't feel like we have time to get to <laughs> Stephanie Brown. <laughs> you you got to make choices, you know? Yeah. Oh, speaking of uh, Stephanie Brown, uh, kind of, I guess. I mean, Black Mask kind of took her out as Robin. And <laughs> tonight, David Ayer tweeted a picture of Black Mask. That? It was just a panel of Black Mask. Sounds promising. No idea what it means. Maybe he's the villain for Gotham City Sirens. That's what I would assume. That could work for me. I kind of would like something a little more grounded after Suicide Squad. Yeah, because a dude that has a skull mask fused onto his face. Yeah. That's more grounded. Made of a coffin. Yeah, that's more grounded. But that's what I can deal with. (laughs) It makes more sense than magical floating garbage that will destroy the world. Or at least it's more grounded than magical floating garbage that will destroy the world. Yeah. So... (laughs) Uh, that Empire Magazine has come out. It's got new pictures and interviews. We, uh, the pictures we talked about last week because there were there were uh, there were pictures of the pictures. Now that we have now we have actual scans online. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the same pictures we talked about last week. Um, but um, there were a few things. BatmanNews.com dot uh, com had some listing of some of the things that you can find in the magazine. Uh, Deborah Snyder attributed. Uh, the success of the Hunger Games to people realizing that women can can lead a movie, like Wonder Woman. Uh, Patty Jenkins, we knew that she pe- pitched a woman to uh, Wonder Woman. A woman pitched a woman. A Wonder Woman, <laughs> in, in fact. Pitched they a had Wonder the crazy Woman idea movie. that a woman should play the lead in Wonder Woman. Right. It was out there. Um, put Tom Cruise in a wig. Woo. <laughs> this will be Keanu yeah. Reeves' greatest role. Oh man! Now I'm gonna keep seeing Keanu Reeves in the role. I'm when sorry. I when I watch the movie, anything that she faces, I'm just gonna hear Keanu go, "Whoa!" Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's my fault. Uh, so yeah, Patty Jenkins. We've talked about this before. How she pitched a Wonder Woman movie to Warner Brothers uh, ten years ago, and they they were afraid to move forward on on that because it was a male dominated market. Um. It was Zack Snyder's idea to introduce Wonder Woman in BVS. We talked about that last week. Uh, Gal Gadot was one of five finalists for the role. Uh, and yeah. Deborah Snyder says that every, every single department was, was pulling for her during the chemistry test with Affleck. Hmm. Um, cool. She didn't find out that she was getting her own movie until the very end of the BVS shoot. She says, I think they were still auditioning me while I was doing the movie. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you and I watched this thing together, like, the single greatest crowd response in BBS was mm-hmm. her jumping down in full uniform. Mm-hmm. That the the whole theater lit up. Yeah, uh, they did. Jenkins said that she was uh, apprehensive about doing the movie without being able to actually cast Wonder Woman herself. Uh, she says, "I don't know that I ever would have thought to look all over the world, but thank God they did, and thank God is her 
because she 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 fell in love with Gal Gadot. So that's just a little bit of the stuff that you'll you'll be getting if you buy that Empire magazine with Wonder Woman on the cover. Also, there's a uh, there's a new Wonder Woman picture uh, that's coming out on the Deluxe Junior novel. It's, you know, her in a battle stance, shield forward. Mm-hmm. It's a cool looking shot. I'm sure. I wish I had like a pre-effects transparency because that would probably be on our show's artwork right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's the thing that happened. Uh, they had a test screening uh, over the weekend uh-huh. and um, apparently got very positive reactions. And But someone broke their NDA and uh, went to, took to the internet, supposedly, uh, this is what happened. Um, they, le- they leaked a bunch of plot details. Mm-hmm. Not anything that we couldn't ascertain, but uh, they did uh, They did go into detail about a certain frame, uh, a fra- the framing device of the film. And um, I'll just say, you know, I- I'm not going to get into it. I read it. A lot of people online are, are pissed about it. I'm good with it. I don't understand why they're pissed because it makes sense. But, um, yeah. I mean, I even specifically uh, said, hey, spare me. Movie will come out yeah. soon. That'll be fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a piece of news I will wait and I will say after the, uh, I will say after the, uh, the credits for mm-hmm. those who don't want it because it is a rumor. There's something Umberto Gonzalez is coming out and saying about Justice League. I'll leave it at that. I'll say it later. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so there's an, an Australian casting call that seems to be saying that uh, Timuera Morrison and Nicole Kidman are officially cast as Aquaman's parents. It hasn't come out officially, but um, yeah, it, it, this Australian casting call says that they are part of it, so there's that. She's already been tied to it. Oh, I mean, they both have. Yeah. Couldn't remember his name, but I remember her being mentioned before. Yeah. Well, he's the guy that played Abin Sur in uh, Ryan Reynolds' oh, yeah, yeah, Green yeah, Lantern yeah. movie. Yeah, no, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's been in there before, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, over to BVS quickly. Uh, they won four Razzies. Of course. Um, <laughs> ben Affleck and Henry Cavill got it as the worst on-screen combination. Jesse Eisenberg's performance as Lex Luthor uh, got him the worst supporting actor award. It also won the worst screenplay and the worst remake, ripoff, and sequel. We already talked about the Razzies. I think it's crap. Whatever. Um, Happy to move on. Now from we there. also. Yeah, well, I'll offer congratulations, and I did so on Twitter, because this is cool, uh, even though people are really angry about it. Um, so congratulations, but I still think it's crap. Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad wins Oscar. They won an Oscar <laughs> for makeup and hairstyling. Uh, Viola Davis won Best Supporting Actress for Fences. Congrats to those cats. I mean, yeah. you know, it's a big deal to say it's, a, it's an Oscar-winning picture. You know, um, In really any capacity. Yeah. I mean, apparently, it's not going to be here because people are... I mean, no one's contesting Viola, by the way. Just Suicide Squad being an Oscar-winning movie. Because apparently, trolls on the internet don't understand that you can get an Oscar for makeup and hairstyling without it having anything to do with the writing, the direction, the acting, etc. Editing. Um, But whatever. They have, Uh, you know, categories. (laughs) They have categories, guys. Also, you know, we've we've already discussed the Oscars is kind of a, I, I mean, kind of a clusterfuck, man. I mean, it, you, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to do with any of it. 
I mean, even like I went over to, because you know I'm a huge Star Trek fan. I, I went over to trekmovie.com, and they were in makeup and hairstyling. One of the movies they were up against was Star Trek Beyond, mm-hmm. and like the big headline on the front page was Star Trek Beyond robbed of an Oscar by Suicide Squad. <laughs> and I went, yeah, you did more bumps, guys. You just did more bumps. Like That's... they were intricate bumps. They were more intricate than normal, but you did bumps. I forget the, that. I forget the name of that lady. Uh, Scotty meets in the forest, but she was well make up. I got nothing against it. I just, you yeah. know, sorry. It was one of those where, like, if Suicide there Squad There were just won, more make up characters than Suicide Squad. Well, no, but. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm not sure that's true. I really don't think that's nah, true. I may not be true. Like, Beyond actually got a little, got pretty weird and intricate on their makeup. But, uh, you know, I. Uh, How dare they? I don't know. I was, it was like Star Trek Beyond, I was bored with the makeup. Mm hmm. Because I kind of felt like, okay, Star Trek, and we're getting more aliens with more bumps on their stupid heads. Mm-hmm. And then with Suicide Squad, I was like, I don't need all those tattoos all over the place. And, uh, you know, Killer Croc was good, but he just looked like one, he looked like he actually showed up from the Star Trek Beyond set, because he had bumps all over his face. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever. Mm-hmm. I wasn't terribly impressed with either in the hair and makeup. Honestly, but hey, congrats. I don't. I also just don't feel like qualified to even. No, absolutely know. not. I have. I have nothing. I yeah. This that that's an arena beyond my capacities. It's nah, literally like, I mean, well, they look cool. That's the extent of my like uh, critical. I don't know integrity. That that's as yeah. far as I can really go and feel good about absolutely. it. Absolutely, I've got you know that looks cool or eh, eh, looks weird. that's that's really the low end of my. Scale or maybe the there. combination. Ooh, that looks weird. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I'm I'm not a smart man, you know. Yeah. Anyway. That looks wonderfully uh, so, strange. It's mm. Maybe the best I can muster. <laughs> so a uh, con- the concept artist Ed Natividad, Natividad, I guess, uh, put out some concept art for Suicide Squad of what could have been. Uh, there was a concept art of Joker in the Batmobile meeting Batman, uh, Joker and Harley in a drive through at McDonald's. Which I think is my favorite thing. That would have been fantastic. Uh, Joker in alliance with Enchantress, and that looks like it was more or less from the cut or the the bit where Joker had the half burnt face and he was throwing the grenade that never showed up. In yeah. The movie. Um, which honestly, guys, stop complaining about that, please. It's it probably wasn't even fully shot. Um, it's hard to say on that cool. one. That's... Well, it may just may not have made sense with the end. I don't think it would have. That's ever. the part that I feel better about. Yeah. It probably just didn't make sense at the end of the day. There was a there was concept art of Scarecrow in, in like a flannel shirt and jeans. I know that one actually that one actually hurt me. I actually just kind of want a I want an action figure of that. I don't need to see it in the no, movie. No, I like the concept art and I love I Scarecrow. I did like the concept art. I know you love Scarecrow. Buddy. I would love to have seen that. Um. So also it was, uh, it was shown that Harley Quinn wore a wedding dress. Again, people are like, what? Who was she marrying? Well, okay, we you saw the wedding scene. It was when she jumped into the acid. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ace chemical plant. That was their like little Joker Harley marriage, you know, and she said she would live for him, die for him, etc. Those were her vows. Uh, it's just that she wore a different thing. Yeah. So yeah, that works. And um, yeah. from what I saw, the, the scene of uh, Joker sitting in the Batmobile, um, could easily be from the, uh, you know, the Lamborghini heading off the uh, the edge of the dock scene, mm. and yeah. that that would make sense because Joker disappears abruptly and then mm-hmm. is is nowhere to be seen again. He's just straight gone. 
Well, see, I, you know, people complained about that in the movie, but I, that felt wonderfully Joker to me, you know, as, I mean, how often in the animated series do you see, like, you know, it looks like Joker was dead, and they're like, oh, we, we skimmed the, you know, the the harbor for him, we couldn't find his body, you know? No, I just, and, it, uh, to, to me, the part that made sense was, like, the fall. he just straight up abandoned Harley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, that that even made I that mean, made just as much yeah, sense. Yeah, that too. that's that's pretty true. That's pretty true to the characters. <laughs> I even hear people like complain like Batman hits a woman in the face. I'm like, can you call Harley a woman though? I mean, she tried to bite him. I mean, yes, she is a woman technically, but she's Harley. She's one of the most deadly people. She's an ever. extremely lethal person regardless of her gender. Anyway, an unpredictable and extremely lethal person. I want to, I want to stress that. <laughs> What's the line from Firefly? This, you just reminded me of it. I don't know. From Jubal Early in Objects in Space. Oh, um, God. You've given me the most trouble of any bounty I've had or something like that. And he's like, with the exception of one very deadly and unpredictable midget. <laughs> yeah, I do remember laughing at that. Little man loved fire. He's an arsonist. <laughs> yeah, that was good stuff. God, it's, uh, it's, it's about about time I found some time for Firefly again. Right? Yeah. <laughs> On some planets, they juggle geese. Goslings, I swear. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's the news. We do have two new review entries Hit up. in our giveaway this week. Hit them up. Hit them up. Alright, so the first one comes from David12 on Stitcher. He says, awesome show. You have an awesome show. I listen to about 70 different podcasts at work, and you are one of the 10 that when I see that there's a new show, that I will listen to first. I love our odds there. Right? Thankfully, not all of those 10 are all post on the same day or at the same time. LOL. Thank you for your show. Dude, thank you. Thank you for your support. That's awesome. And I... I I, man, I wish I had that much time to listen to podcasts at my job. I know. I actually kind of wish envy he had that listed the, of him. I kind of wish he had listed the other 60, or sorry, the other 69 podcasts, because I want to <laughs> know what kind of company we're in. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's best not to uh, ask certain questions, Dave. Probably. Just best not to know sometimes. So, uh... If you're a fan of Rick and Morty, you'll get this next one, I guess. Uh, this is... <laughs> this review is on iTunes. It's by Mr. Meeseeks. Yeah, obviously, yeah. The title of the review is Look at Me. <laughs> Hi. So far, so good. Hi, I'm Mr. Meeseeks. Look at me. You want to rope me into giving you a five-star review? Oh, yeah, can do. Whether you're at home contemplating life choices or working on your golf swing, DC On Screen is the perfect companion podcast. You'll get all the news you're looking for and have fun while you're doing it. Listening to Dave and Jason is the most valuable and enriching experience of your young lives. I better go. Meeseeks don't usually last this long. It's getting weird. And existence is pain. I just want to <laughs> die. I'm Mr. Meeseeks. Look at me. Poof. <laughs> now we can't we can't count on him as a long term listener, obviously. Yeah. I uh you know, I hit the button. I just I don't remember seeing a Mesix pop out. I was gonna ask him to do a review for us. Yeah. But Well, you know, your Mesix box <laughs> may be broken. 
<laughs> Obviously not. Also, was it just a cardboard box you were tapping? I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Well, try painting it blue with a little bit of red button effect on the top. <laughs> uh, but yes, thank you, Mr. Meeseeks. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, that's fun. You got a little commitment. Uh, <laughs> If you would like to enter the drawing for a chance to win a $15 DC graphic novel, Blu-ray, or DVD, leave us a five-star written review, if you think we deserve it, on iTunes or Stitcher. We'll pick one out of ten with a random number generator on random.org. There are three more slots in giveaway number four, so hurry and leave us a review. It helps our show grow, and it helps to ensure that DC on screen is around for a long, long time. That's all I got for this episode. We've got a DC TV news episode coming up. Jason, you got anything else? Wrap it up. All right, we are DC On Screen. (laughs) You can find every episode at DCOnScreen.com. DCOnScreen.com. Come talk to us. Join the conversation on Twitter and Facebook. We're around. Uh, It might be a couple hours before we respond, but we'll be there. Um, Always there. Always listening. It's It's like the Baywatch theme. I'll be ready. Never you fear. Oh, God. Is that what that said? Forever and always, I'm always here. I was sure there was music, but all I heard was boobs, boobs, boobs. Unfortunately, unfortunately, they were David Hasselhoff's. <laughs> well, there was like a nice mixture of like boobs, boobs, pecs, boobs, boobs, pecs, boobs, pecs, pecs, more pecs, boobs. Mm-hmm. And that one lifeguard who looked like Alfred. <laughs> like he was bald and he had a little mustache. Don't remember him. He was like, he was like totally ripped. Oh yeah, man. Uh, I'll be honest, my, my entire memory of, of Baywatch has now whittled down to, like, Hasselhoff, Anderson, Electra. Yeah. That's all I got. Nah, man. There was a bald dude who had, like, a little pencil-thin mustache. His name was Numi. Or, they called him Numi. His name was Newman, I think. Nice. But, uh, he, uh, he was, like, ripped, but he totally, like, he was old enough to be, like, a viable Alfred. Oh, it's I nice. always, like, I was like, oh, man, if they would just bring that guy in, he could be, like... <laughs> It could be like the Deanie Alfred, you know? Nice. And then you met Pertwee, and you're like, no, we got this. Pertwee or Jeremy Irons, I'm perfectly good with. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> proud members of the Giant Size Team Up TV. Network. That's what, was, that's what I was doing yeah. there. Proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network and the Batman Podcast Network. Uh, GiantSizeTeamUp.com. Uh, we're, we're coming back. Keep some DC on your screen. Bah. All right, guys, so now that Jason is out of the room because he didn't want to know about any of this, um, there is a rumor coming from Umberto Gonzalez that there is, in fact, a Green Lantern in Justice League. Um, He says uh, there is a Green Lantern in Justice League. I forgot how to pronounce him. I forgot the name of the Green Lantern in Justice League, so we'll see. Hey, maybe by by that time they get to cast Hal Jordan, and next week, I'm sorry, next we'll throw him in there too. Who knows? There you go. That's that's the spoiler. Um, see you later. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. 
Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC.